Memphis, Tennessee, it's Memphis Sport Live. Now, here are your hosts, Kevin Cerrito and Marcus Hunter. What it do? We are live from high atop Mount Moriah, down the hall from non-stop hip-hop. This is Memphis's number three radio program, MSO. Welcome to the show. I am your host, Kevin Cerrito. Join alongside, as always, Fox 13's weekend sports anchor, Marcus Hunter. And on the other side of the glass, Johnny Radio and CJ Hurt pushing the buttons for us. As always, we've got an action-packed edition of MSL today on this Louisville game Saturday, everybody. Go Tigers, go. We are just... What, two and a half hours away from the University of Memphis playing Louisville at Federal Express Forum for the first time since 2005 when Darius Washington went to the free throw line, made a free throw, winked at John Calipari, and had the opportunity to make two more free throws to take the Memphis Tigers to the NC2A tournament, but instead he missed both of them, and he fell to the ground and covered himself up with his jersey and uh, made one of the... (laughs) Most heartbreaking moments in Tiger Sports history uh, on that uh, early afternoon. It was also an early afternoon. It was an early morning game because it was a CUSA tournament uh, championship game. So it was, it was a matinee ball game back there in 2005. But we'll see if things will be different today. Tigers, of course, will be underdogs against the number six Louisville Cardinals. Louisville eight and one, only losing to Duke. Uh, interesting things that Memphis has has in common with uh, Louisville. They both lost a game or two at the uh, Battle for Atlantis. <laughs> I guess that means they've got some stuff in common. But we've got a, we've got a big show today. It's action packed as always, and we will we got some exciting guests. We've got some exciting guests because we're going to get you ready for this Louisville game today. Uh, joining us in hour number two around twelve thirty. He is a legend. He was honored at last week's. Tiger basketball game against Austin P at halftime. He used to be a regular part of this program. He is um, an icon in, in this business and a, and a good friend of mine, um, Jack Eaton. Big Jack Eaton, the former voice of the Memphis Tigers. Some people still call him the voice of the Memphis Tigers. But Jack Eaton's going to join us at 1230 because if Memphis is playing Louisville, you got to hear it from Big Jack. And Big Jack is going to. Uh, be here with us at 12:30 to get us ready for this game. I'm sure he's got some great Louisville stories um, as well. I mean, because Jack is, which is shocking, and Jack's as Jack's gotten older and wiser, I guess. I don't know. Uh, he's definitely gotten older, and his health is his physically is not in the, in the in the best shape as he used to be. But mentally, Jack is still there, and he's still the same Jack Eaton that we all uh, know and love from his days on the radio. But his hatred towards Louisville kind of has diminished. He doesn't hate Louisville as much as he used to. It happens. But uh, And a lot of it has to do with Rick Pitino, and we'll talk about Rick Pitino, uh, who continues to be a cheerleader for the University of Memphis. I don't know, understand this guy. Is he trying to get them to the ACC now? He might be. There's some interesting quotes from Rick Pitino. Uh, we'll talk about well, that, because well, not only do we have Jackie, the legend, Jackie, joining us at 1230 today, at 11... 45 today, our friends from Louisville, Kentucky. And I don't really call them our friends, really. Let me backtrack on that. I yeah, because I was going to say. You know, I they are our rivals. Yeah, you know. 
We have pending lawsuits against these guys. This is Louisville Sports Live. This, uh, there's a, of course, we're MSL, Memphis Sports Live, Memphis's number three show, three years in a row. But then there's this show that all of a sudden starts up in Louisville um, a year or so ago called Louisville Sports Live. And we're like, you can't do that. So we've got our attorneys. and Are they number been, three? They've been pending litigation. Yeah. I doubt they're number three. Exactly. But they're a weekly show up in Louisville, Kentucky called Louisville Sports Live. So anytime that Louisville uh, plays Memphis, we extend you know the olive branch and say, hey, come on our show. Even though we only usually see you in court or in a room with uh, our our team of attorneys, come on our show to tell us about Louisville, to talk about what's going on. So I'm not sure. I'm not sure if they're even going to show up. They're supposed to be here at 1145. Who knows? They may go be on a show in an ACC town instead. (laughs) I'm not positive. But uh, we will be joined by the guys from Louisville Sports Live. That's at 1145. And our monthly segment with Dustin Starr uh, will come down at 1130. He'll join us in the studio with an interesting story about the days when Grizz, the mascot, was a professional wrestler. So we'll touch on that. Um, here in the first Grizz episode. used to be a wrestler? Yeah. Dustin Starr trained him, and we'll, we'll tell us some you know, stories that is, about that. That really does not surprise me at all. Yeah, well, not surprising at all. And, of course, at noon, we always take your phone calls during Hang Up and Listen, and we've got uh, some great prizes on that. So this is your only chance to get in on the phones in a local sports show today as we uh, get ready for Memphis versus Louisville. But that's most of the talk today on this program, but we start each and every week with the starting five. A remix. A remix. <laughs> All right, this is the starting five. The five most interesting and important sports stories for the sports fan in the Mid South. This is the starting five. Do you know a story that we missed a couple of weeks ago? What do you mean? We never missed anything. We missed one. What? Uh, we missed the uh, moment where Hashim Thabit got his first double double in a basketball game. That was a big. That was a big moment. That guy had an awesome week. Yeah. I don't know why we didn't get a chance to break down that, but Hashim to be well that one week. I don't remember what week it was. I mean, I mean, one of those games. They should make shirts. Yeah, one of those games. I mean, Oklahoma City won the game by like sixty points, so he got a lot of time at the end and ended Never with a double double. Yeah. Come on, people. Hashim, best right. draft pick in Memphis Grizzlies history. <laughs> All right, uh, we're, this is the sorry five. The five most interesting and important sports stories from sports fan. In the Mid-South. Number one story this week, of course, is Memphis versus Louisville. Like we said, we've got oodles of guests lined up today, including Big Jack Eaton, folks from Louisville Sports Live, to talk about this game. But it does not get bigger than this. In the Josh Pastner era, there has not been a bigger home game than this. You're playing a rival who is a top ten team Uh in the country who the last time you played, you embarrassed yourself. Ah, They lost by eight. The, at home, the last time you played at home, oh, you embarrassed okay. yourself, and it has been over seven years. Yeah. Uh, so long ago, I was a student at the time at the University of Memphis. Oh wow! When I attended that ball game, is set in the upper deck. So I'm so excited you, to set, get down. Set way up there. Set, I'm excited to get to Federal Express Forum today. Set way up there. I set way up there. Hey, but you still had a good time. I was well. Till, that was an emotionally draining day. Yeah. Uh, to be a part of Tiger Nation when D-Wash missed those free throws. So I, mean, I don't yeah. expect it to be as emotional like, today. Not as much on the line today, unless you're Josh Pass. There's a lot on the line. If you're Josh Pass, yeah. you got a lot on the line. It's probably your last chance to get a win over a top 25 team this year. This year. Yeah, and then but, you're going to have that hanging over you for the rest of I mean, maybe if you can make that run in the tournament. Yeah. Who else is Nobody yeah. else is going to be. It's your I mean, there's a chance a, to beat a top 25 team. I mean, it doesn't really count in the tournament. Because in the tournament, nobody's ranked anymore. I mean, you're ranked still ranked going in. Yeah, but you know. Yeah, it, 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 I don't think it really counts. 
I think the tournament is all a wash. All right. If you, I mean, I, I, that's what I mean. The seeding. I don't. I don't. The seeding. I don't think so because I think you are a ranked team. I, it's not. It's the same. But I don't. You can use it, right? I don't think so. I don't think you can use it in the you tournament. Can't use it. Not, not in the tournament. Because in the tournament, it's different. So I just got to find any way he can. Got to uh, get it done. Get her done. But there's still three point dogs. That's it. That's it. Three you you want to know why? Three point underdog. There's a kid named Johnson on the team, and he's not magic, but he plays like it. Yes, well, I, th- I think that helps. Also, one, yeah. of Louis- one of Louisville's best players will not be uh, in the game today. Yes. Um, so, so that, so that, uh, that's also an important aspect. Yes. Of this but we will talk about this for most of the time. We'll give you a chance to talk about it during Hang Up and Listen at noon uh, today. But we're going to keep moving right now because we've got so much Memphis Louisville talk still to come. We wanted to get in on this. The number two story this week, of course, is the Catholic schools departing from the Big East became official this week, something that I did not expect. I was actually surprised that this went down. Uh, But the seven Catholic schools from the Big East are going to make their own conference, meaning the basketball conference uh, for the Big East, still better than Conference USA because you've got UConn and Cincinnati still and Temple. So you got three better basketball schools than you had before, but not nearly as awesome as it was going to be. And now this has been chaos since then. The Big East schools, the new Big East schools have sent out press releases saying they're not going to talk about it. They don't bl- want to talk about anything until it's official. That's just rumors. You get that press release from, from uh, Tom Bowen at the University of Memphis. Just deny he's talking about it. But you can only hope that Bowen is back there making phone calls, making trips, uh, having dinners at, at, uh, at Grisani's or well, what do you do? or somewhere. Well, but, but, but what do you do? I mean, You get the band back together. It's real easy for Tom Bowen. But he wasn't part of the band. But he gets the exact same band back together that made this push to the Big East. You get you go out to eat with you go to with Shirley Rains and you get Fred Smith. You get all this. But, but where do you go? Alan Graff. You get you where to, to a steakhouse. No, I'm you go saying to a steakhouse. no, not, no, not where you go to no, not where you go to eat. But where do you go from here? Like conference. Like you go to somebody is going to expand. You don't know. I don't know. You don't know. But. There are meetings going on, and you think, secret meetings all the time. And Memphis is going to be one of the top teams on those lists. Marcus, there are there are three. There are what the top teams from the Big East uh-huh. is going to be Cincinnati and UConn, mm-hmm. and then you look at Central or South Florida. Mm-hmm. Very not a good possibility that the, whoever is going to grab is going to grab both of them because they're so close uh, vicinity and market, and they're very similar. And and at this point now, they've kind of both reached the same. Uh, Dude, uh, listen, listen, thing. listen. So you look at so you've got Memphis can position themselves to be number three or four look, on the list of teams to be stolen from the Big East. Look. They can move up the list. Look, you're wishful thinking if you think that conferences now are going to just start picking teams out of the Big East and going I mean, from... they just did that. No, I'm not... That's no, what they are doing. No, no, no. I mean, continuing to pick these... Like, just pick anybody from the Big East just to fill out... A conference. What I'm saying is, it's not like conferences are going to say, "Well, we had 12 teams in 2010. Why not have 20 teams in our conference this season?" That's ridiculous. They're not going to pick that many teams. These conferences no, are no, the, the big the SEC uh-huh. and the Big 12 and the Big 10 are the next teams they're going to start grabbing folks, and they're going to grab folks from the ACC. Since the ACC is the new Big East, why do you think they're and gonna, then the ACC is going to grab from the Big East? Why do so you think they're going to grab people? Why do you think that they're just going to start grabbing? Like, why do you why think we, that all these conferences are now? So just Saying, what should Tom Bowen be doing? Then? You're saying Tom Bowen should not. You've got to play offense on this. Exactly. Always... Exactly. You have to play offense. And so what you have Which to means do. Try to get into another conference besides the Big East. No. It means somebody, somebody, 
somebody has to have the wherewithal to just say, hey, listen, this is not this is not what's going on. I mean, this is not working. So they need to try to form a new conference. There's nothing wrong with trying to form a new conference, getting away from the Big East, because right now the Big East uh, name just has a horrible stigma behind it. I don't it. think still got a decent. I mean, you can I don't start know, a new man. one. If everybody if everybody's trying to leave the conference, that doesn't sound good. I mean, if you were working for a company and everybody starts trying to leave, right. it's it not gonna it's gonna it's gonna throw a red flag. Why do you? Do you want to stay with that company? Maybe. Now, I can, okay, I'm fine with them starting a new conference if they can put one together. But once you do that, then you're committing to the fact that you're probably not going anywhere else. The only and that's, that's not fine. Good. You have to get Cincinnati and UConn on board. Exactly, that's fine. And get some fine. exactly. Get some of those teams exactly. Get some of those teams on board. Start a new conference. All you have to that's do is option, get the TV Mark. deal. That's an option. But I'm saying, is Tom Bowen? Is he back there doing this stuff? Because to get this to happen, you've got to get Fred Smith on board to say, "Hey, if there is a new, if there's a new conference, or if we go to one of these other conferences, we will sponsor a championship game or whatever." FedEx will get money, and I know that's not something that uh, has happened before. It's allegedly it's an idea. It's all I'm doing, making stuff up. I'm making stuff uh, up. Yeah, you are. That's not something that necessarily. Well, we are. Happen. We both are. I mean, it didn't happen. We're just hypothetical. Yeah. It's all hypothetical. We're not saying Fred Smith is doing that or would do that. But there are deals that could be done. It's a, there's a lot of stuff that involves boosters, athletic directors. you got to position yourself. And getting better on the field and on the court are two big things. And Josh Pastner has a chance today. Perfect timing to beat Louisville to get the basketball team looking good. And Fuente finished the season well for Tiger football. So at least if you're, if you're trying to position yourself, football's going in the right direction. Basketball win today and you can have some more believers. I just don't see the ACC, the SEC, the Big Ten, the Big Twelve. You don't think Pac- they're going to add more schools? And you're, and I don't. You're just, you're, I mean, I mean, I mean. What you're I'm suggesting? Glad you're not that, the athletic director at the university, man. What you're suggesting? What you're suggesting is that these other conferences are not only going to add maybe two more schools. They're going to add three and four and six. They're not going to add that many schools just to just to save those who are left over remnants of the Big East. You don't think the SEC is going to add some more schools? You don't think they're going to grab a school from Virginia uh, and somebody else? You don't think that's going to happen? I just don't. I don't see the point. You don't think they're going to get maybe? Why water down? Get, why get, water down the best conference Duke, in college Duke and North Carolina? They just did it. They just brought in Missouri, the one of the worst teams in football this year. But they brought in Missouri and Texas A and M. Texas A and M ended up being one of the better teams right, so in football. Right, so they're not watering it down. You bring if you continue to add Carolina, then you dominate basketball and football, and there ain't nobody touching you on anything. Look, dude, if you just continue to add and add just for the sake of adding, then you are watering it down. That's not not what they're doing. They're doing it for the sake of money, Marcus. It's all about money. I'm just glad you're not the athletic director of the University of Memphis. That's all I can say. Look, you can have a look. You can have a deal with ESPN or NBC Sports or Fox Sports or all of that. If you have 20 teams in your conference, then all those teams aren't going to be on TV every week, and that's the point of these TV deals to make sure that all your teams are on TV. It's only so many time slots and so many channels that can go around. Uh, that should, that's not true. There's a lot of channels now. I know there's a lot I mean, of channels. Look, keep, there's a new sports channel that starts all the time. Okay, but what do you? Okay, but how is NBC Sports going to put on eight different games in one day? ESPN does it. But ESPN has like seven channels. But NBC Sports can do it with. They have the NBC and then they have the NBC Sports Channel. I think they can pull it off. They do it with the Olympics. They can throw stuff on CNBC if they want to on Saturday. The, the market's closed. They have their own network. I know, but you know you can't. You can have your own network, but for, to they cover have, all of those games, they can throw it on any channel they want. 
I'm just saying, man. I'm just glad you don't. You are not uh, the athletic director of the University of Memphis. I'm glad I'm not. I'd either. rather have R.C. Johnson running that show than you, Marcus. R.C. Johnson. R.C. Johnson is the one that got <laughs> that got you into this mess. That, yeah. That, how 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 is that little move looking now? Celebrating the Big East, Times Square signs, Memphis to the Big East, in Times Square, and now it's like it's uh, no secret. I'm not an R.C. Johnson mm, fan. The big, the big C.U.S.A. That's what it's to be called, the Big U.S.A. Nah, Conference Big U.S.A. I like that. Nah, I don't think so. Bikusa. <laughs> yes, Bikusa. We keep moving into starting five. Moving on to number three, your Memphis Grizzlies are on losing streak, folks. Yeah, they yeah they're bad. And there's no end in sight as they've got a back to back tonight at Utah. Where's that panic button? Do we need to push the panic button for <laughs> for the Memphis this Grizzlies? Is, it, listen, no longer the as long as long as Lionel Hollins keeps letting keep, keeps putting the ball in Rudy Gay's hands at the end of games. Yes, this is three games in a row that Rudy Gay has cost him. I mean, I mean, let's just be real. So, well, here's the question: then, the three-game lo- losing streak is a three-game Rudy Gay losing. This is going to happen. Uh huh. It always happens when this when when Rudy calls the game for the Memphis Grizzlies. Look, is are the Grizzlies better off without Rudy Gay? Look, dude, Rudy Gay is um, Rudy Gay is a very talented basketball player, but mentally, he is the most fragile player on that roster. He last night. The ball was in his hand for a game-winning shot. Now, once once he got the ball, I was like, oh, my goodness. Rudy's going to drive right. They're going to steal the ball. And it's going to be game over. And that's exactly what happened. Because he drove right. And then he took a huge bounce. And the ball was at least four feet away from his body when he bounced it. Two defenders were able to knock the ball out of his hand. And then he didn't even get touched. They didn't foul him, and he, and he spent five it. seconds whining about five a foul seconds. call. More than five seconds. Well, five seconds while the play was still going right. on. And, oh yeah, he played it during <laughs> yeah. the play, walking over, like he just his and he didn't even get touched for the rest of the game. And he didn't get touched in the game before then. The Phoenix game, same situation. Had the ball in his hand, took a horrible shot, and missed it. Lionel Hollins is putting this guy in a position to fail. He did this last year, and he, he knows he's going to fail. Remember he did this in the Clippers game? Exactly. It was like it was like what. It was a ton of time left in, left in the game, uh-huh. 15 seconds, and Rudy just sat there with the ball at the top of the key, waited until the time ran out to hit the game. When he, listen, 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 Rudy Gay has to understand. He loves ISOs. He has to understand. You're not Michael Jordan. You're not Kobe Bryant. You're not Dwayne Wade. You're not LeBron James. You're not Kevin Durant. You're not hitting that game-winning shot every time. The ones you've hit, great. You've been in good position to hit those shots. Your teammates have set you up. Good right. for you. you but you're not sour. doing it you every night. You are sour on Rudy Gay. That's the city should be. Because here's what happened. What, they that, lost a couple nights ago, and everybody was. And that's when the Rudy Gay start talk started happening. And, and, and that and happened last night. That is what is going. The snowball that was going down the hill uh-huh. is going much faster now. Because the Rudy talk after last night, it's obvious he cost the Grizzlies that game last night. He cost the Grizzlies the game last night. He, he cost, cost the Grizzlies the game against the Suns, uh, and he cost the Grizzlies that game at home uh, right before the left, right right before the against Atlanta. The, the Atlanta. Game. Because think about this: three game losing streak. They went from being. Number one in the NBA, the three-game losing streak, and it's going to become four tonight. And there's no reason to think. No, they'll win tonight, but they'll, they'll, it's they'll, a back-to-back. Well, well, We're the Utah, rally together well, well, the Utah Jazz they have a back-to-back also. I mean, they played Phoenix last night and lost that game. But yeah. here's why Rudy. Helps. Here's what happened. Every time there's a fast break and the ball is in Rudy Gay's hands, yeah. guaranteed turnover. Guaranteed. Come on, man. Exactly. 
Every time. The Atlanta game, they were three different plays. Fast breaks towards the end of the game. Rudy Gay had the ball in his hand, tur- hand turned it over. Grizzlies better? Because that's the thing. People scoffed at that last The Grizzlies should have like, made no, that trade. For, the Grizzlies should have gotten Andre Iguodala. He still eight. paid a lot of money. He still paid a lot of money. So, he was 8 for 11 last night, 20 points. You know, I know Rudy Gay had 21, but he was 10 for 20. He, he takes bad shots. He doesn't get to the free. He doesn't get to the free throw line. A, he takes bad shots. He doesn't. Andre Iguodala was his his shots were dunks and layups. Grizzlies better off. So I don't. I don't. It's it's interesting. I do think the Grizzlies are better off without Rudy Gay in the fourth quarter. I do think the Grizzlies are better off without Rudy Gay against the Suns because how does how do that game with the Suns? Zebo took it over at Federal Express Forum last week and doesn't even get to take a shot in the fourth quarter. Because Rudy Gay took every shot. He was so seven for twenty five. Hollins is letting him do it. Why? Because Hollins is setting him up to fail. Why? So you can get rid of him. He wants to get rid of him. <laughs> I don't. I mean, I don't think, think he wants. To, I mean, that's it. Make, it makes it easier. It I, don't, I don't think he necessarily wants to turn the fan base on. It him. makes it, it easier. Also turns the fan base on Lionel Hollins a little bit more because I've never been a believer in Lionel Hollins, and he's making stupid coaching decisions right now. Zebo's your star. He's your all. Zebo. 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 Zebo gave you nothing last night because Zebo Because look who was guarding Zebo last night. You had um, what's uh, JaVale McGee guarding Zach. What is Zach Randolph going to do against JaVel McGee? I don't know. Why <laughs> JaVel McGee throw a, a he, good blooper for Shaq and uh, he's the a most, fool he's the most ath- He's the most athletic big man in the league. And Zebo is the most unathletic big man in the league. What is Zebo going to do against this guy? Nothing. He can't stop him, and he can't and he can't score against him. He's too long. Well, if, if earlier this week people were saying trade Rudy Gay, now today people are screaming trade Rudy the Gay. Problem is, the, the problem is, is that fans are starting to realize that the Grizzlies play much better when Quincy Pondexter is in the game as opposed to when Rudy Gay is in the game. Coupon. They just do. Oh boy, Coupon. Because because the ended that game last night, there was a loose ball. Coupon was the one who picked it up off the ground, put it in the basket. Coupon is a better three-point shooter. Coupon plays within the offense. Um, the 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 uh, move that the Grizzlies just made uh, in their front office is a move that is that that is strictly Let's jump into that. yeah. It, Number it is, four on the starting mm-hmm. five is the shakeup in the front offices and for the Memphis Grizzlies. John Hollinger is going is going to get rid of Rudy Gay. Is going to get rid of Rudy Gay. <laughs> That's Marcus's uh, real. Key. You think so? I mean, if it's all about player efficiency. Who's the least efficient player on the Grizzlies team? It's Rudy Gay. Deadspin this morning, Deadspin has posted a story, um, which we have not had a chance to completely dive into, but it's a story, if you go to deadspin.com, that has John Hollinger, who's the new Grizzlies hire, of course, the writer from ESPN, uh, who I don't think that many people even know who who John Hollinger is, but they will know who he is uh, now, the advanced stat guy. But they have a story up at Deadspin that breaks down what John Hollinger was writing about the Grizzlies right before he hired. This went up right before we went live this morning, so we haven't been able to dive into it much. But it's a full story about Deadspin. John Hollinger now in with the Grizzlies. You think it's good. It's, it's not, definitely not a bad move to bring him in. No. And they, they got rid of the Baronis. Baroni Sr., the former interim coach for the Grizzlies. Baroni Jr., both great guys, um, friends of, of this show. Um, kind of. I don't know if we've ever even had them on the show before. But I do know. Uh, I think we had Junior on. But they, they were great members of the great members of the uh, of the community. For yes, real. and that's and, and they will be missed. They they, they will be missed. Um, great members of the community. Because um, I remember hanging out with Brony Junior at uh, opening game, the opening football game this year. The Tiger football game. 
with the huge rain delay. Yeah. And Barone Jr. was there. I mean, this guy was a real, like this guy is such a member of the community. It's freaking entire football game, and he's hanging out with us in the concourse. Um, you know, just part of the group, hanging out in the concourse while the rain delay is going on. I mean, he's just a cool guy, a regular Memphian, true. and it'll be, be sad to see him go. But welcome to John Hollinger. Um, assuming a press conference coming up earlier in the week. There, number five in the starting five, Bobby Petrino. Oh, man. Western Kentucky ended up being his destination and not Arkansas State. How stupid is Arkansas State? Uh, not only do you not get a guy who could possibly take your team undefeated next year, but you give him to a conference rival, and now Western Kentucky should be the favorite to win the Sun Belt. Bobby Petrino, when Bobby Petrino and Western Kentucky, Bobby Petrino is going to have a better record, at, a better SEC record at Western Kentucky than Kentucky or Tennessee. That's very possible because they play Tennessee first game of the year next year, and then they play Kentucky as well next year. So he's, he, he's probably going to have two SEC wins. And I don't think Kentucky, I don't think Kentucky or Tennessee. Why didn't Kentucky wins. or Tennessee hire him? Or uh, State? Because they were worried about the initial. So they'd back, rather just lose. Yeah, they were, they were worried about the initial perception of and the hire as opposed to last long. how good how good it would have been for your team in the long run. But I mean, you know, you know, it's good that Bobby has to start off at a smaller in a smaller conference. He shouldn't be allowed to just stroll back into a um, an SEC school. I, I do think dues. he's going to earn his way back. And yeah, he earn will, your way back. There will be a good job open in an SEC school uh, when he wants to take it from Western Kentucky. Great, great deal for Western Kentucky. Yeah, at Tennessee got, or Kentucky. Western Kentucky's got an awesome coach. And they're not paying him that much. There's only like eight hundred thousand something, and the buyout's so huge that if he does leave after one year, he has to pay ma- them. They're making money off of him. Yeah, I so, mean it's a good deal for Western Kentucky. It's a great deal. The Arkansas State should have found a way to make it happen because I thought that was an even better fit because they could have gone undefeated with Bobby Petrino. All right, uh, that wraps up the starting five for this week. We have an action-packed show. Like we said, Jack Eaton's joining us at twelve thirty. Uh, the guys from Louisville Sports Live are going to join us at eleven. 45. We're playing Hang Up and Listen, taking your phone calls at high noon. If you want to text the show, you always can at 67129. That's 67129 is the text line. If you've never been a part of the text line, you got to text 56JOIN first. That's uh, 67129. You can also find us on Twitter, at Memphis Sport. Me and Marcus both have personal pages as well. I'm at Cerrito. He's at Marcus underscore Hunter. And, of course, search for us on Facebook, where we have Free Ticket Friday every week. And uh, keep you updated with other top news stories uh, going on. But before we go to break, let me tell you about Gould's Day Spa and Salon. It is a Memphis tradition for over 80 years. It's where I get my haircut. Doesn't it look nice, Marcus? I mean, you spent weeks making fun of my hair and my beard before I got it cut at Gould's. But yeah. now... Right? I mean, you got to get Yeah, a, you look a little bit like uh, Grizzly Adams over there. Yeah, no, I mean, it's pretty good, huh? Gould yeah, does an amazing... They were able to fix me. I like the little uh, twist thing you got going on in the front there. How do you do that? How do you, how do you get your hair to twist it's, up in the front it's, there? Uh, it's, a, it's a white boy hair trick. It's a, okay, is that... Is that <laughs> I don't know. Rose? Hey, you know, that's cool, you know? Oh, uh, <laughs> yeah, I was on Channel 3 this week again. Uh, so if you can go back and we put together both of those videos of me, the way I look before Gould's, and then the one after. I'll get it. I'll get a CJ on that. Okay. But the Gould's Day Spa is a perfect holiday gift for your loved one. Um, of course, it's always great for, for birthdays. We always say birthdays, anniversaries, get the Gould's gift card, because it is perfect for any occasion. But the holiday season is here, and really, we're running out of time, Marcus. Because Christmas is, what, we're less than uh, 10 days away about from, from, from Christmas Day. Really? About 10 days from Christmas. We, you know what? We... We, we are. I have. I, I just thought about something. Today's the fifteenth. Yeah. Today's the um. What? Today's my six year anniversary that I've been in Memphis. Really? Yeah. Today is. Yeah. Oh wow! This is a. 
Great. So if you're going to give somebody an anniversary gift like Marcus, I got you a Gould's gift card for your anniversary. Oh, you did? I appreciate yeah. that. <laughs> but it also works for uh, for holiday gifts as well. It's uh, Gould's uh, Day Spa and Salon. There's locations all over the Memphis area. I go to the one at the Peabody, but there's one in Olive Branch, Carville, everywhere in between. There's a new one at, at Poplar Plaza, the new one that's being built in Germantown on Exeter. They're open seven days a week with most locations open as late as 9 p.m. Uh, you can buy the gift cards online at GouldSalons.com and they will mail it to you. That's GouldSalons.com. Or just stop by one of the convenient locations, pick up the gift card, and you're done with your holiday shopping. You don't know how many people on my list are going to be getting Goulds gift cards, but if you're on my, if you have, if I'm somebody, you're getting a Christmas gift from me, it's probably going to be a Goulds gift card. I'm just saying. It's too easy, it's too convenient, and it's, it's, it's just a great gift. You can't go wrong with a Goulds gift card. That's GouldSalons.com. It's where I get my haircut, and you should too. We're going to take a quick time out and be back. You're listening to Memphis Number 3 Sports Show. This is MSL on Sports 56 and 87.7 FM. We are the voice of Tigers fans. Sports 56 and 87.7 FM. Up and coming, up and running down, Summer Avenue. Welcome back to Memphis Sport Live. Here once again are your hosts, Kevin Cerrito and Marcus Hunter. GK was on the radio. WHBQ. Welcome back to MSL. We are... We are live. It's an action-packed edition of the program. Jack Eaton's joining us at 12.30 today. We're talking a lot of Louisville and Memphis as we go on uh, in this two hours. We're here to 11 as we are each and every week. Thanks for making us a part of your Memphis versus Louisville Saturday and your first day of bowl season. Bowls kick off today, Marcus. Big bowls. Are you more excited about Arizona versus Nevada in the New Mexico Bowl or Utah State and Toledo in the Idaho Potato Bowl? I like uh, baked potatoes with cheese, so I'm going to go with the uh, Idaho Potato Bowl. I wish they had a McAllister's Deli Potato Bowl. That would be good. That would be good. <laughs> Got to uh, go, go with the uh, your favorite food choice on that one. What? The potatoes, man. The potatoes. Oh, oh yeah. That's, you go to, oh, that's how you're picking it. Yeah. yeah. You hate the state of Mex- New Mexico. Is that what you're saying? Uh, No, I don't necessarily dislike New Mexico. <laughs> I just, you know... When I, I don't like any state that starts with new, like any, or anything that starts with new, like New don't Mexico. Like, I don't like New, new England. England. You know, I don't like um, New Jersey. New Jersey. One even, of my favorite, even my mom grew up in New Jersey. One of my favorite Simpsons jokes ever was like Mr. Burns, and they're like, you know, it's like he's from New Mexico, and, and Mr. Burns was just shocked. He was like, "There's a New Mexico." He <laughs> was like, That's, "What? There's a new one." <laughs> That's not a very good Mr. Burns, I know. All right, this yeah, it's not uh, a good one. We're talking a lot of Louisville and Memphis, uh, and we've got uh, we're about to be joined by Dustin Starr. But first, let me tell you, this portion of MSL is being brought to you by Smoothie King. Smoothie King, um, there are three convenient Memphis area locations. There's one on Germantown Parkway in Cordova, Houston Levy in Carville. And the one on Union Avenue in Midtown, that's the location that I go to. Also, a great holiday gift idea is a Smoothie King gift card for your, uh, the healthy person on your list. Smoothie King uh, smoothies are a real blend of fruit and all-natural juices and a functional mix of vitamins and nutrients to fit every need. Uh, of course, I love the Island Impact, Pineapple Surf, the Raspberry Collider, some of my favorites in 2012. But uh, Smoothie King also offers numerous health products, including energy bars, healthy snacks, and vitamin supplements. And if you go to MemphisSport.com right now, the 12 holidays of Memphis Sport going on, you have a chance to win some Smoothie King prize packages, as well as Goulds. We talked about Goulds in the last segment. There's the Goulds prize 
packs as well. Um, uh, Gould's gift card you can win at memphisport.com during the 12 holidays of Memphis Sport. But Smoothie King, uh, check out smoothieking.com for the full list of the array of items you can get at any one of the three Memphis area locations. Of course, a new location coming to Germantown on Exeter. So they're taking over G-Town, my hometown, uh, very soon. So it's Smoothie King. Be good to yourself. Great, great gift cards ideas we're giving you today. And we're going to give you a chance to win some gift cards at Hang Up, uh, Listen at Noon today. We're, we've got uh, Elfo's and Gould's gift cards on the line during Hang Up and Listen straight up today at high noon. But every month, when it's the third Saturday of the month, we're joined in studio by former professional wrestler. I still do a little here and there. I was at the Mid-South Fair. All right. Sid Vicious. You wrestled Sid Vicious? No, I didn't wrestle Sid Vicious, thankfully. All right, we're joined by professional wrestler Dustin Starr. Every month we're going to try to give you a different cheesy song that has the word star in it. I hope oh, you're yeah? right for that. That sounds <laughs> Until cool. you get so angry that you try to fight one of I'll us. I'll just have to pick my own. And I'm going to duck and Marcus hopefully will jump in. <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> Me and Marcus went at it last week. His 49ers are playing my Dolphins. So yeah. That didn't I'm pretty sure his 49ers are better than your Dolphins. Yeah, absolutely. By a little bit. But we're getting better. So every month, Dustin comes, joins us in studio to talk about what's going on in the wild world of professional wrestling. There's not much going on big uh, with a local interest, is there? No, not at all. There's um, a lot of local shows that are trying to start up, but Memphis is a really, really tough market for independent wrestling. As you can see, for the first time in many, many years, there's not a Memphis wrestling television show. Uh, They have a a crew called TCW that airs, I believe, on Saturdays, but it hasn't picked up a whole lot of steam. It's not taped here in Memphis and it's definitely not the old live you know Channel 5 studio or UPN studio that that we used to have the big the big story in the Mid-South has been the Memphis Grizzlies because they were for a while the best team in the NBA and and it got me thinking it's like we're having Dustin Storm we always have him on third Saturday of the month talk a little wrestling but there was this period of time while the Grizzlies were not near as popular as they were before the big run with the San Antonio Spurs in the playoffs and they went to the the uh, game seven with Oklahoma City before all that happened before the grindhouse was the grindhouse way before Grizz the mascot Grizz himself it right. was Grizz he was oh, he yeah. was not like. You know, whoever is behind Grizz, it was Grizz, came out there, Blue Grizz himself, and he was a professional wrestler, and you trained him? He was, and I didn't I didn't actually train him to wrestle. Um, the first time that I met Grizz was in the locker room at the studio. Uh, I believe we were at uh, UPN Studio out on Union Extended, and it was just really interesting and weird. There was this random guy in the locker room, and we're thinking, you know, what's he doing here? And so we found out this the Grizz was going to be in the ring wrestling, and not only just wrestling, he was going to be wrestling WWE Hall of Famer Coco Beware, and he was main eventing. Oh, so, you wow. know, all Wait, the, the first time you knew he was there, he was going to be main eventing. He was going to main event against Coco Beware. What was oh, his angle? God. What was going? Why did Coco Beware have a beef with Grizz? I have no idea. But Corey <laughs> Macklin was booking the show, and he was putting everything together, and he was thinking, wow, the Grizzlies are here. Uh, they want to get out there and get their names you know, get their names out there in the market. And, uh, you know, they were relatively new. They weren't a very good team. And so Grizz, to his credit, he reached out to a lot of different places just to try to get the name out there. And um, he's, know, he's very he up in the ring. He's in great condition to do that. Absolutely. To be an NBA mascot, you have got to be in, in, in amazing shape. So... 
Right, and believe it or sense. not, uh, these guys get in the ring and they perform, right? And and most of these guys have trained for years and years. I trained for two years before I was allowed to get in the ring, and it took me, what, 10 years to get with WWE eventually. Mm-hmm. So it takes a long time, but Grizz showed up. He got right in the ring without professional wrestling training. He I never. He was never trained? There was one thing where Grizz asked Jerry Lawler to pull him aside and kind of just help him out, show him the ropes. So after the television taping, Lawler puts him in the ring, and I'll never forget this. Uh, Grizz, he, he told me the story, and I'm thinking, oh, my gosh. So Lawler grabs him. He said, I'm just going to throw you right into the turnbuckle. Uh-huh. All right? And so Grizz is thinking, oh, I can do this. You know, I, I do flips and dunks and everything else. So Jerry Lawler grabs him by the hand, throws him all the way across the ring, boom, hits into the turnbuckle. Grizz thought he broke his ribs. Oh, wow. <laughs> thought was he that broke bad. his ribs. So he goes, uh-huh. oh, uh, Lawler asked him if he's okay, and he's like, yeah, yeah, of course I'm okay. He said he went to the bathroom, he's holding his ribs and just thinking, man, I hope I didn't break my ribs. They're going to be so mad at me. after wrestle tonight. That's oh, wow. how bad it was. That's how different it was. Uh, you know, a lot of people think that professional wrestling is fake and all that kind of stuff. It is a lot more realistic than what anybody thinks. These guys tear their ACLs. They break their necks. Right. There's a difference between being fake and predetermined. Oh, yeah, absolutely. There's absolutely. a big difference between that. You can't I mean, you hit somebody in the, with a chair. I mean, they're hitting you with a chair. But that morning, uh, I think Grizz found out that it was a little more real than, than what he than thought. Than he even expected. And he was that was the, the same ring. day he was getting in the ring with, he, with the Birdman? That night at the casino, and it was, it was packed, jam-packed. He didn't know what to expect. He just said, we'll get in there and, you know, we'll go at it. And so Grizz is thinking. So it's, it's Grizzly's mascot, Grizz, versus the Birdman. Right. Coco, beware. Uh, Not Super bear, Grizz. Bear versus Bird. And it wasn't even Super Grizz. Imagine <laughs> if it was right. Super Grizz repelling from the ceiling into right. the casino just ring. Just regular Grizz. Was just us. regular Grizz. So Coco was a little bit off the hook. And he was yeah, still Blue Grizz at the time. And after the contest... Mm-hmm. He was really black and blue Grizz. Oh, wow. <laughs> because Coco Beware beat this guy. So why didn't Grizz come help out? Because, I mean, Lawler had to come out and, and power drive these Clipper fans. Right. And with Grizz, with his professional wrestling experience, why didn't he just come out as well and, and help out? Well, he had been in the ring with Lawler, so he probably knew he, he could a, hold his own. Yeah. He, <laughs> but the funny thing, during the match, uh, you know, Grizz really didn't know what to expect. Coco comes at him and ends up with a steel chair. And, you know, there's a lot of talk. Oh, the, the blood is ketchup or the chairs are aluminum, stuff like that. Well, this chair was a legit steel chair, and he went to town on the Grizz with the chair that night. All right, D- that D- could have been good. Dustin Starr no. is joining us in studio. Follow him at Dustin Starr. He is a pro wrestler and uh, professional bodybuilder. Is that what you call it? Um, I'm a nationally qualified men's physique competitor. So I'm going to do – I we won call the it Tennessee just State. bodybuilder? I won the Tennessee State Championship you're, this year. You're – so what do you call that? What's the chance? A, Mr. Tennessee State? There, I, that sounds good to me. <laughs> <laughs> you said it. But this sounds okay, like you're from the school, Tennessee State. Um, in the Yo Gotti song. Um, oh, boy. <laughs> so how did Grizz's uh, professional wrestling career come to an end? Well, he is actually 2-0. and He is 2-0 undefeated? in the ring, undefeated. Wait, and so he won close. the match? He, he beat the Birdman. He beat the Birdman not only once, but he beat the Birdman twice. Coco Beware is a little like if you're like in a real fight, I would take Grizz for sure right now. Because Coco Beware is yeah, he's no longer a spring chicken. Yeah, he's little, right. Yeah, he's a little. He's not the same. Long in a tooth there. Grizz yeah. would be much much faster than Coco. But yeah, they actually went to uh, two shows at the casino. 
um, it was it was pretty interesting. A lot of the boys were really really jealous of Grizz coming right in and taking over the main event, and you could see it in the locker room. And I'm one of those guys. I'm all about the entertainment. You know? It's good promotion, I think, for you. Guys. Absolutely, it would have been great promotion thought, for the show. You bring in new fans. Yeah, and I thought it was very very cool. And and Grizz is a great guy. He's very very creative. I mean, just look at the stuff that he's able to do. You know, on the court each and every game at FedEx Forum. I mean. It's it's entertaining stuff, and then he came out with the Super Grizz, and that's my favorite. Now, here's a little interesting fact. Right. The singlets that Grizz wears, and he, he was uh, against Pouncer here not too long ago. Him and Pouncer did a, a mockery of the halftime show. Right. The... Um, just a, a couple weeks ago, what was it called? I don't remember the name of the halftime show. It was the two like bodybuilder like people who were just like... Right. Like just holding each other in weird positions. He held the guy like, with just his head. Right. It was crazy. So, so the the ring gear that Grizz wears when he comes out, the singlet and then the tights, that's all Dustin Star gear. Because so we became really good friends through the wrestling, and then now we remain friends and, now. And Grizz is a Grizz is a wrestling fan. Absolutely, it helps him easy. It's easy to fit into Memphis when you are, you come into Memphis and you're a wrestling fan, like he was. So he got to be involved with that, and you can also tell just by some things. Like he at the games when he comes out, like they'll come out. They uh-huh. do. I mean, it's people like that reminds me of Goldberg. I mean, it is. It's like of a a complete like good. let's do the Goldberg intro where they come bang on the door. All right, Grizz, it's time. And Grizz walks out with security, exactly like Goldberg used to do in WCW. I love it, especially it's Grizz's Grizz. kind of a wrestling tribute that he does. And we game. we became uh, friends through the wrestling, obviously. But now we we actually train in the gym together. It's a little funny uh, training with a, a big blue bear in the gym, but right. <laughs> we've been lifting and doing cardio. So Super Grizz is going to get bigger and badder and 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 meaner and more fired up. So you you train with Grizz and Spellbinder. Spellbinder is actually my trainer. Uh, does he still wrestle? Does Spellbinder still he, wrestle? He makes a couple of appearances a year, but he actually plays second in the Tennessee State Championship in the super heavyweight division. Oh, different division. Huge. He is huge. And uh, you talk about training and regimen and, and just being determined. This guy will literally tell me exactly what I need to do, when I need to do it, and I don't even question it. He, he could tell me to eat something crazy off the wall, and I just do it. And, and so far, I've won two. So I'm 2-0. All right, Dustin, we appreciate you coming in studio and sharing some of this uh, insight on Grizz's professional wrestling career. He needs to make a comeback. Yeah, I'm calling him out. I Put his undefeated streak on the line. Yeah, I want to take his undefeated streak. Oh, you want to go? One- I want to go one on one with Super Grizz. Oh, we need to make this. We need to make this match happen. We can do it. We hey, can do it. Be- before you leave, uh, leave me uh, one of your workout regimens because I still remember a few weeks ago Kevin called me fat and oh, and, no. and that hurt my feelings. So I gotta. I got to work on that. We'll we'll do it. I want to wish everybody a Merry Christmas in case I don't hear from you before then. Merry Christmas to you guys. Happy holidays. Appreciate it. 10 days away. I can't believe it. Yeah. Absolutely. That's crazy. We'll we'll talk to you again next month, next the third Saturday of January 2013, and we will probably be in better shape because we are members of the Church Health Center Wellness, and uh, if you're looking to make a healthy change in 2013, we can only recommend you go to Church Health Center Wellness. Marcus and I both members uh for over 6 months now. And, man, that place has it all. Whether you're into to weights or cardio, basketball or strength training, they have everything you need to kick off 2013 with a bang. There's there's no contracts. no uh, The membership fees are as low as $15 a month. $15 wow. a month at Church Health Center Wellness. It's located right there in the heart of Midtown, in the center of the city, uh, right there on Union Avenue, 1115 Union Avenue. Of course, there's Church Health Center on Peabody which will help you if you don't have insurance and you're sick. But the Church Health Center Wellness is open to everybody, and it's uh, very low fees. Like I said, only about $15 a month at Church Health Center Wellness. Uh, you can go and you can ball against Marcus up there and work out. And, and, uh, yeah, you know, I get my, a little balling on. You know, I'm all right. It's, it's the key to becoming bit. healthier. It's where I'm going to go to train, so maybe one day I can challenge Grizz 
in the ring. Uh, check out uh, their website. That's churchhealthcenter.org. Stop by for a tour. Here's some more information. As we strive to become healthier, it helps to be surrounded by others who are moving in the same direction. Located in the heart of Midtown and open to the entire community, Church Health Center Wellness is more than a gym. It's a supportive community focused on helping you reach your highest level of wellness. Our innovative high-quality programs are designed for people of all abilities and walks of life. And our knowledgeable staff is committed to helping you make lasting changes as you learn to live a healthier life. Once you become a member, our staff will design an exercise program tailored to your needs and abilities. From our heated therapeutic pool classes to our state-of-the-art teaching kitchen, there's something for everyone at Church Health Center Wellness. Have kids? Our Child Life area offers group classes for children ages 6 months to 11 years, in which they learn about nutrition, exercise, and sharing, all while you focus on your health goals. Whether you want to play basketball, lift weights, or work on your cardio, Church Health Center Wellness will help you on your journey to better health. We also offer creative movement classes and group exercise programs. We're centrally located for people who work in the medical district, midtown, or downtown. Church Health Center Wellness has a lot to offer, and our sliding scale fees make memberships affordable for everyone. Stop by for a tour today. It's Church Health Center Wellness, 1115 Union Avenue. We're going to take a quick 60-second timeout and be back with the folks from Louisville Sport Live. You're listening to MSL on Sports 56 and 87.7 FM. We are the voice of Grizzlies fans. Sports 56 and 87.7 FM. Welcome back to Memphis Sport Live. Here once again are your hosts, Kevin Cerrito and Marcus Hunter. All right, welcome back to MSL. And thank Dustin Starr for joining us in that last segment. Coming up straight up at high at high noon, we're playing Hang Up and Listen. Then at 12.30, we'll be joined by Big Jack Eaton as we take you down to Federal Express Forum for this big Memphis versus Louisville game. You going to, to the game? Today. I will be down there. Are you going to go, Marcus? we got a, enough time. We go off the air at 1. got enough time to, to drive down there. Um... And get into to the to Federal Express Forum for what is the biggest game of the Josh Pastner era to be played at Federal Express Forum. I got um, bigger games like a tournament games, but I mean I make it down there for the beginning of the game, but uh, I gotta you know I gotta go into the station, put some stuff together because you know I still got a show to do at five o'clock. But I do plan on going down there to the game and uh, checking it out. Definitely should make it there for the second half because we all know the second half of basketball is really what matters anyway. No, that that is true. Um, all right, just a second. We're going to be joined by Ethan Moore from our rival show, LSL, in Louisville, Kentucky. Um, oh, I'm ready to talk to these guys and get some, get some insight on what's going on. They had Josh Pastner on their show earlier this week, mm-hmm. which is crazy because they, I bet they really have uh, Rick Pitino on their show. He's not as accessible. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, Coach Pastor's a very accessible guy. Yeah, he's get, uh, good a good guy. A, a big, is, big is, ball game is today. Is Pitino wearing the white... Um, it's white suit today. Uh, <laughs> I hope he's wearing the white suit. Get barbecue sauce all over his white suit. But right now we're gonna be we're gonna be joined by Ethan Moore from LSL in Louisville, Kentucky. What's going on, Ethan? What's going on, guys? Thanks for having me on. Thanks for coming on. I'm glad our attorneys allowed this to happen. I know we're still 
And the, and still, the, still waiting on that litigation. The, it's taken a while. It's taken a couple of years. I didn't think it would take this long, but uh, we're still not happy with you stealing the concept of our show. Um, but you're you are our number one rival. It's rivalry day today. It's Memphis versus Louisville. And um, so, first questions first that Memphis fans want to know about Louisville is why does Louisville think they're better than Memphis and everything and have to keep leaving us behind? Well, I, I tell you what, it, Louisville seems like they're just been a step quicker than Memphis with everything. I know that the Louisville fans were excited to be reunited with Memphis, at least from the basketball side of things, as both teams appear to be in the Big East. But you know, U of L's athletic director Tom Jurich, who's the best in the business, and, you know, it was like enough. Of, enough was enough. Once Maryland made their intentions known, U of L pounced on that on that opportunity to, to get out of that sinking ship which is the Big East, and I'm sure, you, as you guys know now, with the news coming out this week, I mean, it, it, it's pretty much it's just basically sad that the, that this once powerful basketball conference has just been reduced to basically Conference USA 2.0. And uh, we had your your great coach, uh, Coach Pastor, on our program this week, and he's basically and he was basically like, you know, we're in Conference USA now. Next year we're going to be in the Big East. And then the year after that, we might be in the Euro League. Who knows? Right. You never. You 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 never know. Um, okay. So what? Today's is a big game. Louisville comes in number six. You're, but you're down one of your one of your better players. Is what do you what do you think the chances are that Memphis can can pull away uh, and, and win this game today? I, I think uh, with the FedEx form behind them, uh, that's going to be what, what, in my opinion, gives Memphis a big a big, I guess, edge. You could say. In this matchup, Wolves played pretty well without Gorgie Zhang, who's averaging about eight points, eight rebounds so far this year, and it was in the uh, the Wooden All American Watch List, the top fifty players in the nation. Uh, Lowe expects him back within the next week, but uh, Lowe is going to have problems, I think, with with the Memphis backcourt of Joe Jackson and Chris Crawford, uh, two guys that are, that are really athletic, and you know, and the size advantage Chris Crawford's going to have on either Siva. Or Russ Smith, who are both at six foot, you know, Crawford at six four. Um, bigger guards in the past have given Louisville guards some trouble, but but as you well know, Siva and Russ Smith are arguably the best defensive backcourt in the nation. I really uh, I'm looking forward to watching those two battle all game long. All right, very cool. Uh, you had Josh Pastor on your program LSL earlier this week. Uh, what is what do fans in Louisville think about Josh Pastor? Um, they were. Uh, pretty much blown away with how nice he was, how articulate he was, and the willingness to, to, to break down the game. You don't get a head coach of a big-time program uh, willing to come on a, a rival's show and spend, you know, roughly 15 minutes with them. Uh, they, they, like, they like the athleticism that his teams always have, how they get up and down the court. They're fun to watch. Uh, they have great respect for Coach Passer and the Memphis program. Not only just like – the rival team show, but like one that blatantly ripped off a show from your own city. <laughs> yeah. So, and he he did say that, uh, and of course he of course he meant it that uh, you know just coming on our show once a year makes the rivalry worth it. So uh, that alone is going to uh, to trigger Louisville and Memphis to continue playing each other for the foreseeable future. Ethan, uh, how how much is this injury uh, going to affect today's game? I, I think it, I think it could because. What, what Lowell has done, while Lowell has rebounded well, um, foul trouble could be a concern. I know Memphis' front court, uh, starting front court goes 6'10", 6'9", 6'7". So um, that, that height could give 
get Louisville some trouble and, and then some and then the foul trouble. Now, Fatino alluded yesterday on his pre-game presser that Louisville's banged up. Now, he didn't mention any names, but I think when I heard that, that it, it, Louisville could have an injury on the front court that he just doesn't want to let on. Now, I think you're going to see everybody play, but keep that in mind. I think that Zhang's injury with a uh, couple with another injury potentially in Louisville front court that could allow Memphis um, another advantage there. Adonis Thomas has had a, has had a great season so far for you guys. Shaq Goodwin's playing well uh, again. Louisville's going to bring a forward off the bench by the name of Montrez Harrell. He he is really athletic, not necessarily a score, but somebody who can get a lot of rebounds and some thunderous putbacks. Again, that's another matchup I'm going to see. I'm looking forward to watching tonight. But with back to your question, Memphis as a total as a total team, the athleticism. I'm really worried about that because Gorky brings a shot blocking presence. Now they don't necessarily have that when he's not in the game, but it's more than a rebounding by committee. So. I, Rebounding margin, that could be a deciding factor as well today. All right. Ethan Moore from LSL in Louisville, our rival show, is joining us now to break down this afternoon's game at Federal Express Forum. Okay, here's something that I gotta, I gotta try to, I'm trying to, I've been trying to wrap my my brain around this whole week, really for almost like a year now, is why does the head coach of the Louisville Cardinals, one of the most uh, hated teams, by Memphis fans, Rick Pitino, why is he why does he like us so much? Why does he like us so much? He's got quotes coming out again yesterday saying how if he wants to keep one game on the schedule uh, after the ACC jump, he wants to keep Memphis on there. There's quotes saying Memphis is a great team. They're capable of beating us. What is going on? He campaigned for Memphis to get to the Big East. Now he's campaigning to keep uh, Memphis to play Louisville. Why does he like Memphis so much? I think that has to go with the respect for Coach Pastor and the respect for the Memphis program and respect for the U of L Memphis rivalry. Next to Cincinnati, the Louisville Memphis rivalry is the second most played amongst the schools. And like I think I told you guys last year, unlike the Louisville UK rivalry, I think that the, the Cardinals Tigers rivalry brings um, a little bit more respect to it. I think the fans, while they might not like the teams, they could go out and get a beer with them after the game, whereas Louisville Kentucky fans, not so much. But yeah, it's, it's less personal because you don't see that guy at the office than on Monday morning exactly. after the game. Uh, so yeah, it's, def- it's definitely less less personal to that. Um, and, let, and let's face it, the, the, the game last year was was extremely entertaining, and I expect the same up up and down style today. Do you um do you, do the fans in Louisville when they look at the University of Memphis and kind of what's going on in Memphis? What do you guys think overall about? Our university, considering you know the two used to be in the same conference, used to be a big rivalry. What's the overall thought about our university? I think, from the basketball standpoint, the fans have a great respect and would love to keep the series going. Now, I think from the football side of things, Memphis has obviously struggled, and a lot of Louisville fans, while excited that Memphis joined the Big East for basketball, weren't excited from the football standpoint because, unfortunately. And unfairly, in my opinion, football is the one driving this bus. But I think most Louisville fans, it, it, it kind of goes back to both coaches, Pacino and Pastor. They, they they respect both programs. They really think highly of the basketball side of things. And, and we're kind of hoping that maybe Memphis had a better ba- football program to bring to the table. But it looks like now Louisville's jumping ship again a couple years before Memphis is set to join the Big East. All right, Ethan, we appreciate you uh, joining us today.